1: we could be seeing it the end of two historic runs in the national football league we'll touch on that coming up in about 15 minutes with aaron goldhammer in for amber wilson i'm me and Fitz simmons you're on espn radio the espn app serious xm channel 80 we are presented in part by progressive insurance goldie somehow we didn't screw it up last night so they brought us back together again good to see you buddy
0: i didn't get fired yes <laughs>
1: No, it's more along the lines of, I didn't get fired, right? But, <laughs> you know, ton to get into tonight, man. Busy night tonight. So we'll touch on, uh, you know, New England and, and possibly another team, maybe moving on from iconic mm. coaches, that coming up around 7.15. Also, one of the best offensive linemen in All-American uh, who's playing in the college football playoff uh, will join us later on in the program. And you do not want to miss one hour from now, Ryan McGee. ESPN.com, Marty and McGee, he has released his end-of-the-year college football bottom 10 year in review. You do not want to miss this when he joins us coming up one hour from now. But, but Aaron, let's begin with Draymond Green. Knocks a snot out of another guy coming out of a five-game suspension, gets ejected last night, and he's talking about, well, it was my flailing arms as to why I got ejected. Before we hear your opinion, before I give mine, here's Draymond Green, Golden State Warrior, power forward on what the hell happened last night.
2: He was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the call. Made contact with him. Um, As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, Seth, um because I didn't intend to hit him. Uh, I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall to sell a call. i do not not a flopper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away, and unfortunately, I hit him. And so, like I said, I apologize to Youssef um, because I didn't intend to hit him
0: you buying what he's selling, Aaron? Oh, my God, no. I mean, look, I'm not in Draymond Green's brain, but I know a punch when I see a punch. And also, he's just lost all credibility, Ian, when it comes to this kind of stuff. What, why, why don't other players go off and basically cold cock other guys right in the face? You know, this is like a Draymond Green thing only. And what I wonder here, you know, everybody wants to say 20 games, 25 games, 30 games, the rest of the season. I don't think any league suspension is really going to do anything because, first of all, I don't think the Warriors want to punish Draymond Green. And I think there's greater indignity in your own team punishing you. The league, that's just money. And Draymond, you know, has a bunch of that. Really, if you want to punish the Warriors and Draymond, make him play and shoot more. That would be the (laughs) the worst punishment of all for Golden State. But I I think this is getting to the point, Ian, where I wonder when one of the Warriors opponents is going to take matters into their own hands and start a really ugly incident involving Draymond Green. Because I think that's the only the only way to get a bully to stop doing what he's doing is to do what? Right? Strike him right back in the mouth. Yeah, and but then,
1: a- then you're sacrificing your own team because you know if you do it, let's, let, I mean pick a team. You know, pick pick any, any big man. Um, let's just say Aaron Goldhammer is a starting center for the for the Lakers. And you're 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 worn out with Draymond Green, and you knocked the snot out of him. Well, you're going to sit for five games. You're costing your team your presence. Therefore, it, 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 you don't do it. You know, I, well,
0: I, I, Ian. Let let's say I'm Aaron Goldhammer, and I'm the ninth guy on the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's okay, different. That's different. Th- th- now 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 th- you're going th- to
1: hockey and enforcers, and you're bringing in George Larock or Bob Bob you know Bob Probert.
0: But, but but, the reality of it is he's gotten suspended how many times by the league? He's been suspended for some of the biggest games ever, you know, in his team's history. He cost his team a championship in part because of some stupid things that he did on the court. So I don't think anything Adam Silver does is really going to send the appropriate message here. I think also what's going on, Ian, I'm curious if you agree with this. I think the Warriors are coming to a harsh realization that it's over. Okay. And they had an amazing run, right? With and without KD, championships, incredible, 73 wins, some of the most historic games in NBA history. But I'm sorry, Clay can't play anymore. Uh, Steph is trying to do this all by himself. Draymond is a shell of himself. And I, I wonder if some of these suspensions and his third ejection of the year, it's not even Christmas. And the guy's been ejected three times. 23 games in.
1: 23 is, games in right
0: it, now. Is just, Ian, is that partially frustration from realizing that, despite the fact that he just signed a brand shiny new $100 million contract, that it is O-V-E-R for the Golden State Championship dynasty?
1: It all depends on moves that are made. I'm not going to go ahead. As long as Steph has uh, oxygen in his lungs and continues to play like he is right now, I'm not going to go ahead and, and throw dirt on the casket of the Golden State Warriors. But when it comes to Draymond Green... You just sat him for five games. You mentioned the three games he's already uh, three times he's already been suspended. You know, Adam Silver's got to drop a hammer. Uh, And and look, I I, I get your point. You know, it's not just it's not just about money. You're also taking that presence off the floor. But that presence in his play has decreased. There's no doubt about it. But he continues to lose his cool to the point where Steve Kerr is having to address this also. And you know, and they, they hear Steve Kerr after the game, head coach Golden State Warriors at the podium being, you know, thrown questions about Draymond Green yet again. Here's Kerr.
2: Coach got to ask about it. Draymond. Did you agree with the
1: call of flagrant I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a replay, so I don't I I have no comment on it.
3: How big a swing is it losing Draymond at that moment? Huge
1: huge swing. You know, we um we kind of felt good about, you know, having him at the five spreading the floor. We got shooters out there. Obviously he changed the lineup around. We thought that could really get Get uh, Steph some space and, uh, you know, Draymond could use his speed. Um, you saw he got that layup the first play of the half, uh, second half. And so I felt good about um, having him out there and, um, you know, he lost his poise. Again. Lost his poise again. And so he's costing his team, uh, you know, by being thrown out yet again. And I, I believe it that if I'm Adam Silver, it's a minimum, minimum 10 game suspension. Has to.
0: Well, you just sat him
1: for five, Aaron. You, I, I, you, you, you but, at least Ian, have to double that,
0: Ian. I, I think it's proven out that suspensions. What do you What do you do when suspensions aren't working anymore? You know, I mean, and, and I, I'm not saying you throw him out of the league forever because I think that's stupid and punitive. But I want to try to do something that is really going to get Draymond Green to stop with the antics here. And uh, I don't think a long suspension would do that. I'm, I'm dead serious, Ian, when I say that if I was one of their rivals, I would send the ninth guy on the bench in there. And I think one thing that would stop Draymond is if someone draymond did Draymond. What would happen then?
1: I'd be curious to find out, but you're not going to see that. In the 80s, you would have seen it. In the early 90s in the NBA, you would have seen it. Uh, but in this, this modern day, and in this era of basketball, you're not going to see it. And I'm not buying any part of what Draymond was selling. I mean, if you go back and watch it, he turns and he sees him. I mean, he, he and just of course, it, it, and it's almost backhanded I mean, It was, it was nasty. But by the way, I mean, the, the, the post game when he when he says, oh, "I'm just glad he didn't choke me." I mean, that, that was a hell of a damn good line, right? I mean, come on, man. So, bottom line is this: you know, I I understand where you're coming from. Where is, is are we done with suspensions when it comes to Draymond Green? Well, Adam Silver isn't, and he, he's going to drop a hammer on him. He has to. And once that's over and he comes back and that's going to be after Christmas, if he does it again, then to your point, you know, if you're the Lakers, if you're the Clips, if you're Sacramento, uh, any one of any team in the West, right. Where you have to see him multiple times. Yeah. Do you go full on hockey and George LaRock? Maybe. I don't think you will see that, but I love the idea because that's old school hockey, man. We're putting on the foil coach. I mean, let's go. And if anybody gets that reference of we're putting on the foil when it comes to
0: hockey, God bless you. But anyway, see, see, but but Draymond is a player straight out of the Bad Boy Pistons, right? I mean, that's he is. from Saginaw that, that he grew up with this, you know? So like I just I think that that is one way to send him a message. I'm trying to come up with what other creative punishment Ian, do you think could be in store here? Because I I just don't think, I don't care if you give them 20 games, and it felt today like everybody was just trying to one-up everybody else. No, I'll say 25. No, I'll say 30. No, I'll I'll say 40. I mean, at some point, you've got to be able to come up with something a little bit more creative, to try to get through to him or just accept that he's 1997-98 Dennis Rodman and he's going to kick cameramen and and haul off and do stuff like Dude, this. Dude, he's more Bill just,
1: Lambie or Rick Mahorn than he is Dennis Rodman, right? I mean, he just doesn't care. Uh, but yeah look, how many how many games does Ja Moran get? What is it? 25? 25. Yeah. yeah. But
0: that but that's, so that's really going to happen. That dude hit a teenager, man and brandishes yeah, right. guns. I mean, right. come on, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, right. good lord. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, my what are you going to do? Give him a 10 game suspension. Again, like I, I'm not suspend him from podcasts. Suspend him from TNT. <laughs> Suspend him from press conferences. What would be a real punishment for Draymond? You know, isolating him from his team. I don't know. It just I, I get a little sick with this, Ian, because he went and hit one of his teammates in the face during a practice in training camp and in the, the or- face and the organization blamed the guy who took the punch. <laughs> for getting in the way of it. They shipped Jordan Poole oh, out of town ow, and, and banished him to the Washington Wizards. There's no punishment worse. I'd make Draymond go play 10 games with the Wizards and see if he like. Like, there's got to be some kind of something beyond just a suspension because I don't think the money and I don't think sitting out, it all just fits his brand. I think he'd like to get suspended. He'd get a little time off. He's
1: Aaron Goldhammer, in for Amber Wilson. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Coming up, bottom half of the hour, we will let you know what Draymond Green, the Kelsey brothers, and Tyson Fury all have in common. Stay tuned for that coming up, bottom half of the hour. But coming up, man, we we all hear, and so many are talking about the end of the Belichick era in New England, but there are others who were talking about another iconic NFL franchise that could be moving on from their head coach as well. We'll explain that when you return right here on ESPN Radio.
0: doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com
1: we will get to the state of new england and another iconic nfl franchise who may or may not be moving on from their head coach coming up in about 90 seconds with aaron goldhammer in for amber wilson on me and Fitzsimmons simmons here on espn radio the espn app sirius xm channel 80 and talking about draymond green I uh, I happened to bring up George LaRock and Bob Probert because Goldhammer was saying if you're the Lakers, you go to like the ninth guy, 10th guy on the bench, send yep. him in there and go ahead and scrap like old school hockey enforcers, uh, you know, Donald Brashear, Ty Domi, you know. You know, put a stick in their ribs. Let them know you're there. Let's and...
0: go, Bismack Biambo. It's time for you to throw some punches at Draymond.
1: <laughs> we just went into a deep dive of hockey enforcers. I mean, It's and, so and, great. And just...
0: it, is, it is the greatest list that I have found. Some of the nicknames. Now, you brought up Ty Domi. What I forgot about Ty Domi was his nickname. Do you remember the nickname for the Albanian aggressor? you <laughs> see a when wrestler the, or that, a hockey when player? When that
1: flyer fan fell into the penalty box with the, you know, (laughs) the bin of sin with Ty Domi. It was like shark to chum, man. I mean, it was like, I am going to now destroy you. One One of the finer moments in hockey history. I
0: mean Donald just, it, the Don, Donald Brashear. You didn't mess. Can you imagine you, no. what Draymond would do? He would turn and run from oh. Donald Brashear. Come on, man.
1: Jody not- Shelley, old uh, old Columbus Blue Jacket enforcer, once told me that Brashear's fists felt like bricks. Right? So, I mean, just, just let that let that image feel, you know, just right there hitting your chin. bam! I mean, that just, oh, my gosh. We may have to do a deeper dive into this as to, Best cheap shot artists, and uh, who would you put against them to just to whip their butts? We may get to that coming up later on the program. But let's get back to the National Football League here as we are uh, presented in part by, uh, well, Progressive Insurance. And you can also always join the show by calling the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not just college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The one, one fans deserve. All right. So we've heard a lot of people talking about the end of the Belichick era that and there were reports out there from Tom Curran, NBC in Boston, who knows where a lot of bodies are buried when it comes to Boston sports and the Patriots, that a deal has essentially been done at the end of the year. Belichick will be moving on from new England. Well, all of a sudden today, Aaron Ben Roethlisberger on his, footballing podcast, former Steelers quarterback, going to be a hall of famer said this about the state of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Maybe the, the, the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. Like who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh, uh-uh, that's not, no, that's not, not what, what we do. So yeah. we do, um, is that happening? You have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on both sides of the ball doing it. You need someone to stand up in that room on offense mm-hmm and be like, hey, this, this isn't what it means to wear the black
0: and gold. Aaron, your reaction? Um, if Mike Tomlin was available on the open market, I would recommend 29 teams pretty much fire their coach to go and hire that guy. Okay? He's a Super Bowl champion, and even this year, I think he's done a great coaching job. No, was he not in the Coach of the Year conversation two weeks ago? Ian, th- this is what we do now in our sports culture. We go from, hey, they're 7-4. We're going to put him in the uh, Hall of Fame. All of a sudden, they lose two bad games. They fall to 7-6. and six. Oh, by the way, they're still in the playoffs if the season ended today, and we're going to talk about firing him. M- my take is this, Ian. I think he has a blind spot for offense, okay? And since Big Ben and really since Todd Haley was there, They just have not been able to put enough points up on the board to support their great defense and their great culture. So I think the big thing with him is he's got to go out and hire a good offensive coordinator. They've already fired Matt Canada, and it obviously wasn't his fault entirely because since they fired Canada, they've been worse somehow. But they need to bring in a better offensive mind to support Mike Tomlin. And I think that's the move they need to make, not the idea that his message is getting stale or that they should fire one of the great coaches. The Steelers are not firing Mike Tomlin, right, Ian? This is ridiculous.
1: Well, he never said fire Mike Tomlin. He, He didn't say that. He just said that the tradition is dying. And it it sounded like to me, play that clip again from Roethlisberger because it sounds like to me, he's more along the lines of the players need to be holding players accountable. It's not so much, uh, you know, fire Mike Tomlin. Listen to Ben R one more time.
3: Maybe the, the, the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. Like, Who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh. That's not, no, no, that's not what, what we do. That's not yeah. what we do. Um, is that happening? You have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on both sides of the ball doing it. You need someone to stand up in that room on
1: offense mm-hmm. and be like, hey, this, this isn't what it means to wear the black and gold. Now, he does say formed a new way, but I, yes. I mean, I'm with you. I, I, what I, I, I,
0: I, 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 I took it to mean I thought that they, he was implying a coaching change there. Uh, but maybe maybe it is a more of an offensive minded whatever. But I I I just think you know they haven't had good enough quarterback play since Ben Roethlisberger. Do you know how many guys? I don't think they've had a guy throw for like two hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns in a game since Roethlisberger retired. Hello, it's twenty twenty three. Like you got to have some passing offense, and I think more than culture or grabbing a guy by the face mask. That's what the Pittsburgh Steelers are missing.
1: Yeah, and I think New England, the Belichick era, is about to be over. I mean, go back to when Robert Kraft made that comment when they were playing in Germany, like, that. We, we, ha- this is a game we really need to have. This would be a huge win for us. Because when you win those international games, that brings in a boatload of cash. Because those are bandwagon fans that are just looking for a team to pull for. I, I've called three games over in London. And riding over on the on the tube to go to Wembley Stadium I mean, you had guys over there in Jaguars unis, Cincinnati Bengals. You saw Steelers. You saw the Saints. I asked a dude wearing a Bengals uni I'm like, why, why are you a Cincinnati Bengals fan? He goes, I like cats. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I'm not kidding, right? And he, he, he could rattle off, you know, the entire starting offense. I mean, all 11. I mean, he, he was truly a fan, but he adopted Cincinnati. Why? Because,
0: because he liked cats. So those international take, games, when you get a win. With that, but, you know, to when, each their own when, when you it comes get, to cats.
1: But Craft's point was, when you win those international games, yes. that's a fan base that's buying your gear. They're watching yeah. your games. I mean, they're, yep. they're, they're supplementing from afar. And they lost. I think it was ten to six. They they scored two field goals.
0: Not only did they lose, it was the unwatchable game of the year this side of Vikings and Raiders, right? I mean, so it wouldn't surprise me if that is, you know, the reality of what's going on. I think that the Patriots not only want to make a coaching change, I think they're primed to try to trade Bill Belichick and get additional draft capital when they decide to make this movie.
1: Could be. Fascinating to watch of uh, both things in New England and also in Pittsburgh. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm me and Simmons here on Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. Coming up, we'll let you know what Draymond Green, the Kelsey brothers, and Tyson Fury all have in common. When you return, right here on ESPN Radio.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple.
2: To your hands bleed.
1: Thirty six, twenty two, and two against the number this year. Give me San Antonio plus the three and a half. Buy it up to four on ESPN. Bet no LeBron James tonight. San Antonio's lost seventeen straight, and this number is that low. That doesn't smell right. Bet to your hands bleed. Take the Spurs. Yep, just what we thought. Draymond got ejected. He will jog off to the locker room. We need Draymond, but, you know, he knows that. we talked to him, and he's got to find a way to keep his poise and,
2: and be out there for his, his teammates. He was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the call, made contact with him. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir.
1: With Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. You're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Aaron, Draymond Green may be a pain in the butt. He might be one of those bad boys. Not may not. He is one of the bad boys, not just in the NBA, but in all of sports right now. But he does entertain. So today, uh, there was a list that came out, and I'm not a big list guy, um, but this one was somewhat entertaining. And. And then I lost my cool when I saw some of the names on it. Uh, it was on, in Complex Magazine. I've never heard of Complex Magazine. Our producer, James Steele, sent us this link, and I'm going through this list of most entertaining people in sports. And I'm like, what? 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 But it did get us to thinking, and James came up with this idea, and I like it, and you like it. And that is, who are the most entertaining active athletes in professional sports right now? Matt Lack, give us a little music. Aaron Goldhammer, let's go through the list. Let's begin with your number. We're going five through one. Your fifth most entertaining active athlete right now going is? This is The List. You know what? You just
0: made The List.
1: The List with Amber and Ian. Number five.
0: I screwed that up. Now, Aaron, go with it. All all good. Um, If you told me that this person was in town, I would probably drop Hundreds to thousands of dollars to see them perform in person. I don't know if you really consider them an athlete. Af- I mean, I consider them an athlete. And when they are doing what they do best, it is just spectacular to watch. I'm sorry. If you told me Simone Biles was doing floor exercise <laughs> at the Rocket I Mortgage that. Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Of the I I, Guys, she has done so many things for her sport. Some of the moves in her sport are named after her, and she is top, top, top of her game. Still will be in Paris at the Olympics this summer, so it might be a little unconventional. My number five is Simone Biles.
1: I love that, man. Proud of North Texas. Well done. Well done. Uh, My number five is one of the baddest dudes on the planet. For someone his size, to be able to move like he does and have the as the hands that are lightning fast, and he backs it up with a just a a bravado and a pizzazz and more trash talk that again he backs up, and he's a gypsy. Throw that on top of it, he's a tinker. Give me Tyson Fury as one of the most entertaining pro athletes on the planet today. I would. I'm not a big go to. Hand com hand to hand combat guy, but if that dude was was coming to the Dallas Fort Worth area and going to AT and T for for a title fight, sign me up. I will pay for that ticket to go watch that dude play, and I want to go to the weigh in just to see what the hell he's going to say. I'll take Tyson Fury. Number four.
0: All right, my number four might be a little off the board, also for some people. It's a baseball player who plays in the same state Ian in which I live. And for about a month during this past baseball season, he had a highlight of doing something crazy almost every day on Sports Center. Ellie Dela Cruz oh, yeah. of the Cincinnati Reds. If you told me he was going to be racing the uh, the Freeze in Atlanta, you know they do that <laughs> oh, race yeah. along the warning track. I would want to watch that. He plays with such reckless abandon. And I'd be front-row seat. Again, if you told me that he was going to be in town, I'd want to watch him. He makes incredible defensive plays. He's super fast. He hits with a ton of power. And for my money, I mean, look, Otani's doing unique stuff. He's not going to pitch forever, uh, and he's not going to pitch this year. I think Ellie Dela Cruz, just sheer entertainment to me, takes the cake in baseball. So my number four, Ellie Dela Cruz. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers.
1: Just because of some of the stuff he's saying now. Now, is he all about him and the man in the mirror? Absolutely. But I now watch, I mean, it's like appointment viewing for me or listening when it comes to the Pat McAfee show every Tuesday. So, so when are, are we Rock- looking at
0: this topic like who you want to watch on the field or who you want to listen to on Both. the Pat McAfee
1: All show? of it. Everything. Well, I haven't seen Tyson Fury on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's all of it. It's It's the bravado, it's the attitude, and it's on the field. On the field, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest to ever play. Am I an Aaron Rodgers fan of the person? Not really. But, I I mean, he was hilarious again on Tuesday. So, uh, to me, he's not short on an opinion, plays at an elite level, and just now he he entertains me. Sometimes I'm yelling at him. Sometimes I'm laughing with him. So, this is my focus group of one, and I'm I'm putting Aaron Rodgers as one of my more entertaining athletes right now going that's active in professional sports. Number three.
0: All right, my number three is in the sport of hockey, which has come up a bunch I'm of times. It. This Connor McDavid is something else. Okay. It feels like he scores every single night. Uh, he's Gretzky for this generation, and he doesn't get enough love, especially not in the United States, because he plays his home games in Edmonton, Alberta which is not exactly on the radar screen, but when he's on ESPN or ESPN Plus, I stop what I'm doing and flip it on just to see what he's doing. I can only name you one guy on the Edmonton Oilers, okay? And it's the guy who every time I turn the game on is scoring another goal. He could have a four-goal game tomorrow, and it wouldn't surprise me. I got my number three, Connor McDavid of the Oilers.
1: Love it. Bubba, you know what they outside of Edmonton? Do you know what they refer to Edmonton this time of year? The nickname? No. Uh, Ryan Matlag knows. Ryan, you got it. You no, know? I. W- you go ahead. You, st- I stumped you. The Canadian. Go ahead. Deadmonton. Because <laughs> it's so damn cold.
0: <laughs> you, you could probably use that nickname. You could work that nickname into any of the provinces: Saskatchewan, Manitoba,
1: Alberta. <laughs> anyway, I'm going number three. Tyreek Hill, the cheetah. Good one. And Good not call. just because of what he does on the field, but the stuff he says off. Anybody who admits on live TV or on a podcast on radio that when his playing days are done, he wants to be an adult film star, that guy. right? Come on. I mean, that's some brutal honesty. Give me the cheetah on one of my most entertaining athletes going right now. Number two.
0: Mahomes is not the most entertaining quarterback. Lamar Jackson is. On any given play, you might see him do something that you have never seen a football player do before. And obviously there was all the garbage around, you know, playing wide receiver. Or he's a running back. or I think he's proving this year to be in the MVP conversation again and maybe have his team grab the number one seed in the AFC. He's got to prove that he can win in the playoffs, obviously. But, man, going back to his days in college at Louisville, if one of his games is on again, I'm stopping what I'm doing and I'm watching. And I think the most entertaining football player, most entertaining is Lamar Jackson, quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Ian? This one's
1: not going to be a popular one, but I don't care. Because, again, he gives us a ton to talk about. At times he's fun to watch, and now it's time. at times he's fun to watch because he's knocking the snot out of people. And that is Draymond Green.
0: Wow.
1: How much, how much fodder does this guy give us? I mean, and it's not just entertaining from a positive standpoint. You know, like Conor McGregor, at the end of his career, it wasn't all positive, but we were still talking about him. Draymond Green, uh, one, one form or fashion or another, positive or negative, he entertains you. He's been in the news cycle again for 24 hours, not because he did something remarkable on the court, but because he knocked a snot out of another player. And then he comes in, and, and he'll talk about it. And at times, he's also hilarious yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm going
0: to go as far as an entertainment aspect, good or bad. I'm going to go Draymond Green. You know, I'm more excited about Draymond's future as a television personality. He'll be great. I'm I'm, I'm dead He'll serious about this than I am his future as a basketball player. And I look, Ian. I respect Draymond what he's done, the way he. Every great team kind of needs a crazy guy, right? Oh, In sports, absolutely. D- d- don't you? You kind of need a guy to push people. You kind of need a guy that'll kind of keep everybody on their toes. Every great dynasty has an example of this. And, yep. uh, you know, and and I, I just think more than anything else, like Draymond is now become a caricature of himself, you know, like he's he's sort of taken his own shtick to another level, and it's gone too far. You got to have some substance there, Draymond. Yeah, you know what? Charles
1: Barkley mentioned uh, that very thing when it comes to a little bit of crazy. When the Mavericks won the title in '11. Yep. Charles Barkley told us, man, you got to have that great – and you normally need two greats of good in everybody else, that, Jerry Sloan, or that old Jerry Sloan saying. And Barkley referenced that. He goes, but you also need a little bit of crazy to win a title. Stevenson gave the Mavs that little bit of crazy. Remember the Marahuchi man? Yeah. So to your point, you are spot on. Every great team needs a little bit of nuts. Before we get to our number one, you can wait on this at 888 say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who are your most entertain who's the most entertaining athlete going right now for you? Your number and let's get to
0: the top one right now, please. Number one. I got to say, I like my list a lot, Ian. I think this is like Picasso-level work that I'm putting (laughs) together on this. Um, For me, number one is Caitlin Clark. Um, The women's Final Four is in Cleveland this year. And I think that she's become, you know, women's basketball's answer to Steph Curry. But I also think that she's now really just beginning to enter her prime, and she's still doing this in college. And I think... Anything is possible for her this year. A 60-point game, I think, could be in play for her. I think a game where she hits, like, 15 three-pointers. And I think single-handedly she could carry her team to a national championship. And let's be honest. You know, the last couple of years when she's involved, the Women's March Madness, to me, has been just as good and just as compelling as the men. I remember that first weekend in April we were debating Angel Reese and Kim Mulkey and LSU and Iowa. And we were into that as much as we were UConn stomping everybody over on the men's side. I think she's a real game changer for women's sports in general. My number one's Caitlin Clark.
1: I'm going to cheat. I, mean, I love that number one, by the way, for you. But I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going with the Kelsey brothers. Their podcast is gold, and I'm not a big podcast guy. But even going back to, I just first found out about the podcast when, remember when Tom Brady was mother ruined the Tampa Bay offensive line? And Jason Kelsey was like, you yell at me like that, I will dump your bleeping butt in a trash can, brother. You try to move another 350-pound man against his will off the spot to protect your skinny butt, and you're going to yell at me? Partner, you got another thing coming? I mean, that's the Jason side. Travis is remarkably entertaining. I'm going Kelsey, brothers, as right now my number one duo when it comes to entertainment in pro sports. Who are yours? This, this list is coming up off Complex Magazine's Most Entertaining Personalities in Sports. We can get yours now also at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up, the top of the hour, Ryan McGee, the great Ryan McGee, college football analyst, reporter, also NASCAR insider. He has come up and finally released his ESPN College Football Bottom 10 Year in Review, The Worst Moments in college football. You don't want to miss it when Rhino joins us coming up in about 15 minutes. Also, San Francisco 49ers fullback Kyle Juszczyk scheduled to join us coming up in just a bit. But right now, it's your time at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 Your most entertaining professional athlete going right now when you return right here on ESPN Radio. Complex Magazine, and I'll be honest, I've never heard of Complex Magazine. And yet, yeah, kids, there actually were things called magazines back in the day, but it's now all online. They came up with their most entertaining sports personalities of the year. Which led us to go into all right, let's just stick, stick with athletes. Who are the most entertaining professional athletes going right now? With well, Aaron in Goldhammer, in for Amber Wilson on me and Pit Simmons, you're on ESPN radio. Thank you for spending part of your evening with us. And Goldie, you and I went at this in two different ways. You went strictly entertainment on the on the field, on the court, on the right. balance beam. Yeah. Uh, I went with on and off. Entertaining at a microphone, in a press conference, uh, on a podcast, on TV, here on the show with us, along with remarkable ability in the ring, on the diamond, on the ice, on the field. And uh, your, your list,
0: five through one, go right ahead. Uh, I have Simone Biles at five. I have Ellie Dela Cruz of the Reds at four. I have Connor McDavid, the hockey player, at three. Lamar Jackson, to me, is the most entertaining player in the most entertaining sport. And then I have Caitlin Clark of the Iowa Hawkeyes as the number one most entertaining player in all of sports right now.
1: I went Tyson Fury, Aaron Rodgers, Tyreek Hill, Draymond. And Tyreek Hill, by the way, and also in part because anybody who admits that he wants to be an adult film star after they retire, yeah, you're making the list. Uh, Draymond Green and then the Kelsey brothers. Phone lines are open. Your most entertaining pro athlete going right now or college athlete at 888 say espn 888-729-3776 Mordecai in North Carolina on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Go ahead. Yeah, hey guys. How you doing? Doing well. Yeah, um, right. My most entertaining athlete on or off the playing surface has got to be Novak Djokovic. That's a good one. I mean, he's edgy. He's edgy. You can count on him to always be in shape. He's mentally tough. And he's always great for an interview.
0: Yeah, he's fun to root against. Also, that's a bonus. I I know that people like to like people, but every big-time sport needs a villain. And my favorite tennis player is whoever Novak Djokovic is playing (laughs) on any particular day. I got to respect him, Ian. He's great. Okay, He's the best to ever do it. I also like, I know this is a little niche, but I'm a tennis guy. So Nick Kyrgios, I've now all of a Love sudden found, that found very entertaining and fun to watch. You know, I don't know that he'll ever win a grand slam or he's coming off an injury now. Uh, but I really, I, I've gotten to respect and sort of like his attitude around the game.
1: That run he made at Wimbledon, with his again, oh, was he, awesome. he, he's got some heel aspects to him as well. That's why Draymond sure. Green is on my list because he's got that heel aspect to him yep. to the nth degree. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 Mike in Connecticut on the Dr. Pepper call-on line. Who you got?
0: Hey, Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, this is only current players or can we do – Active, active. All right, so for active for me, I I would definitely have to go with my man who said Draymond Green. Yeah, it's it's nothing to look at. It's you know tough to watch sometimes, but it's it's definitely entertaining.
1: Right, wrong, or indifferent? Uh, I'm right there with you, Brandon in Minneapolis. Brandon, you're on the Dr Pepper call online.
3: Yes, this may sound a little biased, but uh, I have to go with my guy Anthony
0: Edwards. Good one. Uh, it's a really know. good one.
3: Yeah, every time on the court he puts on a show and then, you know, his interviews are just straight gold.
1: And he's a beast. How Georgia, when you when in college basketball, if you've got one great and everybody else, right? I mean, look at Manning and the Miracles, man. If you got one great one, you should be able at least to make the damn tourney. I mean, I'm not asking you to win the national
0: championship, but Anthony Edwards. you got that dude with you. I mean, as far as raw talent, yeah, I feel like baseball, yep, he could be in the – football, yep, he could be a number one wide receiver. And the reality of it is, as far as two-way players go, I think we all found out in that World Championships of Basketball thing that they had over the summer that Anthony Edwards is coming. There will oh, yeah. come a time, I think, when he will win MVP awards. And a great point on the interviews because he is a tremendous interview and a great personality. He's already been in a big-time Adam Sandler movie with a legitimate role. Yeah. And, and by the way, who's on top of the West right now? The Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> yes, are on sir. top of the Western <laughs> Listen Conference. Listen to him.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> Sounds like Sam Pittman recruiting trail in Arkansas, man. Yes, sir. Roger in California. Roger, you're on the Dr. Pepper call line. Quickly.
3: What's Go up,
0: Rog? How are you, man?
1: I'm doing great. How
0: are you guys doing?
1: Doing well. You're good. Only one choice. Stop the college football world. Coach Prime. Prime time. Ah. Gotta be. Gotta be.
0: Not an athlete, but a coach, but we'll take it. I mean, he's so entertaining that he swept up September. Now, Ian, you, you're closer to this than I am. By the time December came around, I think we were all oh. a little sick of Coach Prime, right? But he got their teeth kicked in. I mean, he did.
1: His over-under on the win total on the year, though, was three and a half on ESPN back going into the season, and he exceeded it. And I said before the season began, if he gets gets four wins, he's coach of the year. It was, you know, exaggeration for effect. Now he just went into the transfer portal and got five new starting offensive linemen. Five to protect his son. Changing the game. He's, he's, you talk about no sensor from brain to mouth? That is Deion Sanders. Coming up next, one of the best fullbacks. Yeah, a fullback is still around, ladies and gentlemen, and he plays for arguably the best team, not just in the NFC, but in the NFL. Kyle Juszczyk, scheduled to join us right here on ESPN Radio.